Bienvenidos listeners and welcome to Uber Cinco, the podcast game show where we deep dive top fives. I'm Brian Ernst, your host for today's festivities, and in the den is Mitch Brinkman versus Nathan Hennenfent. Today, our contestants will reveal and defend their top five delectable fall traditions to look forward to. All right, this man towers over fallen leaves as if they were the remnants of his enemies, and he, if he in fact liked coffee, would be the biggest pumpkin spice latte consumer this side of the Mississippi. This, of course, is Nathan, long hair, don't care, Hen and Fit. How are you, sir? <laughs> that's, uh, that's a pretty big if, the coffee thing. <laughs> wow. A man can dream, can he? Yeah, that, that'll be a... a very cold, cold October day in hell before I have even a single <laughs> sip of coffee. But yes, I'm I'm doing well, feeling Good. festive. Good. And challenging Sir Nathan is the man with the plan. He consumes Thanksgiving entrees and sides, sliding them deep down with his trademark technique of jumping up and down, letting gravity do the work. The one time of year his hair matches the air, it's Mitch. I'll take an Oktoberfest, please, and thank you. Brinkman, how are you, sir? <laughs> Hello! Thanks for having me back again, guys. It's so nice to, to get to do this show. I love doing Uber Cinco. I have so much fun doing it. And here I am with a giant cup of coffee, my number one boy uh, uh, from Succession mug here, for those of you watching at home. Uh, uh, number one boy. Yeah. Uh, do you guys watch Succession? Yeah, the yeah, L to yes. the OG. Um, so, yeah. Um, I... I'm ready to battle. I love fall. Um, I'm built for fall. I, I just want to say that. And um, he is a sturdy let's boy. Let's do it. Let's do it, boy. <laughs> yeah, also, right. um, I just want to say too for those of you uh, watching at home, not I, I, however many that is, I have the the, the Dalai Lama behind me here today um, because right now we need some peace and some meditation and some prosperity and some some stillness in our world now. So I'm going to bring that today. And I'm going to rip Nathan apart. Woo! Here we go. <laughs> All right. And as a reminder, listeners, don't forget to stick with us to the end of the show where I, Brian Ernst, will give you my Fast Five send-off where I'll rattle off the definitive list of the top five fall traditions to avoid with all your might. So we're playing some opposites Ooh. today. Ooh. And a quick message for all our returning listeners. We love pleasing your ear holes with a little tickle and are always looking to, for more to fill. So please consider dropping us a review wherever you download Fine Podcasts and be sure to share with your friends. And if you, in fact, have a topic or Fast Five you're dying for us to cover, head on over to bizbear.biz to submit your suggestion. We may even battle it out on an upcoming episode. And for you newbies, let us take you out of hibernation with a quick rundown of the rules. Each player in the den has spent time with today's topic, arranging their top five answers in order of importance. Those answers have been submitted to the host who will moderate the game, awarding points to the player with the most poignant answer. Starting with their number five choice, we'll move up the ranks until we reach each of their top answers. But if both contestants happen to have the same answer on their list, well, we have an Uber you will hear the official Uber Cinco siren, and both players must reveal their answer and what number they ranked their submission. An Uber stare down is all or nothing, with one player earning three points. After all answers have been read, the host will reveal the final score. And as host, I'm entitled to institute a house rule for today's game. This is the time of year that has a lot of synonyms. So the contestant to hit as many of the ones I have listed on my paper here for what to call this season will receive an extra two points at the end of play. Good luck, gentlemen. 
thesauruses will not be provided. Um, do, do we get extra points for um, how many different cinnamons we can say? Yes. That's, okay. If you have that as well. Curious, that's it, that's it, I, I am toast. <laughs> oh, toast. There's one. Oh, hey. There <laughs> Mitch, you won the pregame razor blade apple bob, so you will go first. Here we go. Okay, my number five on my top five um, uh, delectable fall traditions to look forward to is one of my favorite things. I personally don't um, participate in it, but I love seeing it throughout um, my city here, Chicago, and that is decoration whiplash, I call it. Um, it's and it's, it's when your neighbors, you think, do they support Halloween? You know, or do they jump straight to a Thanksgiving fall kind of harvest theme? Um, if they do do the Halloween directions, excuse me, decorations, how quickly does it change over to Thanksgiving? Is it like, uh, you know, 12.01 a.m. November 1st? And then again, of course, the classic Thanksgiving to Christmas switchover, still fall. How quickly does that happen? I love seeing, you know, um, uh, skeletons uh, that, that look lonely, you know, on like November 23rd. And uh, and you're like, and you know, all I can think of is like, I hope that guy gets a square meal coming up here in a couple of days because um, he looks skinny. <laughs> um, and then also just the, 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 like, paper skeletons and like paper cutesy witches you know like oh i'm a witch and i'm holding a pumpkin you know my cat's here with me switching over to like a turkey that's like shitting out of a cornucopia vegetables just like (laughs) the top to the bottom of the of the quality of decorations i love seeing and of course you know like where the school teachers live because it's always a little bit more cutesy i feel like um you always know where where like the dads who who, who refuse um, to to um, be hardened and put into a box by society because they have the best decorations normally, the most terrifying ones, the ones that really scare the shit out of the kids. The, I love the, those decorations. The Rick Ernst House, I believe the Rick Ernst called, House. yeah. Uh, he prefers to be called an illumination specialist. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite Halloween decoration ever was uh, on my block, my first block growing up on Fairmount Avenue in St. Paul, Minnesota. A dad would rig a harness put a rope in a tree. He dressed like a zombie and he, he rigged it. So it looked like he was hanging from his own tree. And then when kids would walk up, he'd come to life and scare them. And he would hang (laughs) in the tree all night. I applaud that dad. I don't know who that was, but sir, kudos to you. So. Oh man, you're setting it up here. This is, this is what I I lived for as a kid. This was the one holiday. My dad would go all out on. He loves Halloween. So the two decorations that I would look forward to were um, he'd have ghosts. We used to have a giant tree in our backyard. So he would fly ghosts from all the branches. That's awesome. He would just take newspaper, stuff them into garbage bags, tie it straight so it was a little head, and then the fishing line over the branch. And I remember helping him one season with that where he was just like, all right, here we go. And he hit a dead branch and he pulled and it fell. And he was like, Brian, run, branch, me. At the same time, boom, right on the top of the back of the shoulders. Oh, <laughs> so it's a, it's dangerous being an illumination yeah. specialist. Um, so I'm feeling this. I'm feeling this. You got to have you got to go all out. If you're not going to go all out for the super scaries, why? Why even decorate at all? Like this is because yeah. to be honest, I'm even OK with the people who just go cutesy pumpkin everywhere. Sure. Like, sure. I'm all right. Yeah. I just want to see those colors. Give me my browns, my oranges. Yeah. Show me the pumpkins, a little hint of green here and there. Just I just want to see that color spectrum in any way. But if you do sure. the uh, spooky, scary route, I'm, I'm, I'm all for it. Also, I'm, I'm just going to say it here. Halloween is the best holiday. Agreed. Stop. Just full stop. It is the best. You you get to 
I mean, you get to be someone else who's a who's a total creep or like a who's like a total cool whatever it is. Be whatever you want for the whole day, and you can eat as much candy as you want, and no one's like, "What a fucking psycho!" I just saw the guy <laughs> chug three beers and eat four Milky Ways, uh, and like down a box of Nerds. And on Halloween, that's normal, and I and I love it. So you, know, you um, can, as an adult, you can do that any day you like, <laughs> <laughs> anytime I've, you want. I have but already Nathan, started. You you wake up and you wanna you wanna be the Black Panther, uh, you know you wanna be Dracula, you wanna be in my case Mick Jagger. Every sure. day, if I every, if I want to dress as Mick Jagger, I'm Mick Jagger every day, and most days sure. I am. Yeah. Well, so see here now. I, I would do that, but my mirror is very judgmental um, and uh, and loud, just loud. God, I cannot quiet it. Uh, but my favorite costumes are concept costumes where like I'm going as like um, like me and Danny went a couple of years as uh, two kids who were recently drowned in a lake. I at, remember at that boarding very school. well. Yeah. It was absolutely mortifying. Yeah. Specif- like, specificity. Specificity, baby. Uh, t- two years ago, I was I was the night manager of a of like an old shitty motel. Um, <laughs> we're like pretty sure people were dying at the motel. Uh, one of my favorite costumes ever was Dad on vacation. I was visiting my son in Chicago, um, <laughs> and I actually had people think I was a dad on vacation. I had a, a camcorder. People in the bar were like, "Where's your son?" And I pointed to Robert Smith, who looks older than me because he is, and they're like. <laughs> Just confusion, just utter confusion. I love Halloween, love it. So I have gotten so many compliments on. Uh, oh my God, you're. It's always sunny. Was it the McBoyles? Oh yeah. Oh, yes. and the McPoyles. Yes. The McPoyles. Oh my God. I remember. Yeah, you walked up to one of my friends, and I heard this second hand. Oh yeah, it was you Jeff. Walked, yeah, 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 yeah. You were drinking milk, and you just kind of showed up. And you're like, pound it. <laughs> <laughs> I hear about that every Halloween now because the McPoyles uh, are, are the most fun costume. You just get to be in a bathrobe. It's like being the dude, but you don't have to be cool. You can just you can be creepy, and it's mm-hmm. fine. So, um, yeah. I think I've only been as an adult. I've only been real other real human beings for my Halloween costumes. Now is the year to change. Well, no. This, this year I'm going to be myself. As if oh. I, as if I had been able to attend the Rolling Stones concert in June, and I'm gonna wear the outfit I had planned for that. Oh. So I'll be, I'll be a real person in an alternate universe where 2020 wasn't a complete shit show. Sure, ah, nice, sure. nice. That's right. that, that's a very high concept costume. I like that. The longer someone has to stand and listen to what what the costume <laughs> is, the better it is. That's my. All right, but. I think that brings us on to Nathan. Your number five. Yeah. Uh, my number five autumnal equinox tradition is uh, watching zero scary movies, except except for the two that I go for every year, Young Frankenstein and What We Do in the Shadows. Those are my two Halloween movies. Absolutely. Number one and two right there. Anything else I watch is just a bonus, but those are the ones I go for. Young Frankenstein it obviously has been around a lot longer, so that's the one I have hit every single year. But I've I've worked what we do in the shadows into the into the pantheon. Um, yeah, I mean, I I don't really enjoy scary movies. I never really understood the appeal of it. I think most of them are just boring. And I don't really enjoy the sensation of being scared. I mean, I'm mm. I'm a neurotic guy. I'm afraid of almost everything in the real world, so I don't need to add <laughs> anything into that. Every so. day is a horror. <laughs> <laughs> 
but I, I I love I love uh, the the lighter side of of Halloween. The the you know these are these are comedies. I mm-hmm. I love kind of the the laughing in the face of of death that the that it embodies um, the trick or treating spirit. But Young Frankenstein, Gene Wilder, the legend. Uh, the fact that it was shot on all the original Frankenstein sets and original props from the 1930s. It's so true to the spirit of the original films, but then absolutely hilarious. Uh, so I don't get into the Halloween movies. Most people watch, but I promise anybody if they, they just sit down with their, uh, hot chocolate, pour a little, whatever, uh, your spooky spirit into it is take a, take an evening to have a little Halloween double feature. That will, that'll get you into the spirit real quick. I, I, I just want to say uh, um, uh, Grauman's Marshmallow uh, Schnapps is a great choice for your Halloween drink. Uh, it's 120 <laughs> proof and warms you right up. Feels like you've been roasting over a fire. Grauman's. <laughs> it gets you there. Uh, <laughs> um, well, a recommendation I, I, from uh, Mitch's brother. I think we have recently discovered the What We Do in the Shadows show, uh, which oh, I was man. so skeptical of. That I, had, I had not started it. And because of how much I love the What We Do in the Shadows movie, we gave it a shot. And it is delightful. Uh, it's great. It might even, it, I mean, it's different characters. It takes it a little bit different way, but it's it's equally entertaining. So much so that I wanted to go back and watch the movie and realize I didn't have it. So I bought that this week and rewatched the movie again. And it's just, it's so wow. fun. It's such also, a great Nate- Nathan, I, I just want, I want to say uh, I've never seen Young Frankenstein in full. I've only seen like chunks on TV. So I would love to do a Netflix or an Amazon watch party with you. Watch at the same time. Let's we're, do that. We're this, doing it. This Absolutely. Fall For so, sure. Awesome. Even to this day, my, my sister and I watched it when we were young. And this time of year, all my sister all the time, Rolly, Rolly, Rolling. <laughs> <laughs> so either that or... Uh, uh, what knockers? Why, thank you, Doctor. So, <laughs> it is one of the most quotable movies of all time. Yeah, <laughs> I won't. I won't add any any more quotes because then I'll just get going and we we'll we will go forever. <laughs> we will go forever. So Take- I need to I need to score this round. Um, this was a good start. I mean, you've mentioned two of my favorite movies, and you've mentioned my favorite part about Halloween. I have to give three points all around. I mean, this is just the Woo! best. This is the best number five. Yeah. Anybody could ever do. So mutual admiration society. Woo. I can't be mad at him. So we're going to move right on to uh, Nathan's number four. All right. My number four harvest time tradition is uh, transitioning into uh, fall music mode, uh, which uh, for a good start, there is actually the harvest trilogy, uh, which I revisit every year, which is Neil Young with harvest, harvest moon, and prairie wind um mm. I, li- I i go through phases all- every year with the music i'm listening to and fall comes around it's a lot of acoustic folk kind of americana with neil young representing that he's who's now an american citizen by the way recently okay, uh, naturalized uh no Excellent. longer no longer just a canadian uh poor, no offense just to canadians canadian. just a canadian <laughs> um uh, <laughs> I, I, I actually, I don't think they're they're referred to as Canadians. You refer to them as Canucks. I think is actually the the term from um, Canada. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Okay. Got it. Okay. Cool. The Canadian Canucks of Canada. Yeah. Yes. They, okay. That's, that's accurate. That's accurate. Yeah. Um, I, yeah. I also I listen to tons of folk music. Uh, my beloved British folk music. Uh, Bert Janch. I get get into that rustic spirit. Take me back to a bygone era. 
And then uh, I also will start throwing on the uh, only real metal I listen to, the granddaddies of them all, uh, Black Sabbath, the first six albums. On Halloween night, you can pretty much just put those on straight through. <laughs> it'll, keep you, it'll keep you fired up and, and going strong the whole way. So I listen to a lot of Black Sabbath in October. I listen to a lot of Alice Cooper. Uh, Alice Cooper, great if you want a little, a little lighter take on things, a little tongue-in-cheek. Uh, mm-hmm. Also, way under, like he's known as kind of a novelty act, but those early albums, super underrated, great musicianship, great songwriting, uh, always giving you a little wink, but uh, pretty scary stuff, uh, at least <laughs> on, the sur- on the surface, you know, he's getting his head chopped off on stage. So I, yeah, I really, uh, I think that a lot of the, the music I mentioned, particularly the, the acoustic stuff I like to listen to and play on my guitar is it just it matches the the crispness of the air and the leaves changing. It really helps me get, enjoy the season. So I don't know if either of you got any uh, music. If you do this through the calendar year, your, uh, your LPs rotate through the turntables. So I, I don't know if you've got some suggestions for the listeners. I don't, Ooh, I mean, I, I got a playlist that I listen to. I'll let Mitch go first. Cause I need to find it. To- I, I was just say, I know that like, during the fall, I just feel like my heart kind of like, I don't know, turns to gold a little bit. And when I'm out on the weekend, uh, you know, sometimes I feel like an old man, but um, at least I don't live in Alabama, right? And, but what I do do is I, I, I let my house kind of go to the to the dogs, if you will. So sometimes, you know, I'm thinking a man needs a maid every now and again. Um, <laughs> good time to hire. But uh, I, I see but what then, you're doing. But then when the, <laughs> Then when Thanksgiving comes, hey, it's full harvest and it's, you know, um, and, but, you know, sometimes you have a little too much fun and the needle and the damage that does, you know, uh, <laughs> careful with that. So, that, so is, of that, course, is that your number, is that going to be your number one fall tradition is your <laughs> black tar heroin addiction? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and of course, uh, you know, all these, they're just words, you know, words. Um, so. <laughs> Oh man, let's see. My Halloween After Dark playlist has just dark songs on it or some sort of creepy vibe to them. Mm-hmm. You can start with ACDC Highway to Hell. You can move on to Don't Fear the Reaper by Blue Oyster Cult. You got Sympathy for the Devil by The Stones. You got Bad Moon Rising by Creedence Clearwater Revival. You got Howlin' for You, the Black Keys. So all that sort of theme just kind of keeps going yeah. through. I've I put together a 43 uh, song playlist uh, starting that yesterday to get cute. Uh, queued up for the the whole month and uh, the one song the one that cannot be ignored it happens to be a novelty halloween song but it also is the greatest song of all time i think that's pretty much indisputable is warren zevon's werewolves of london oh correct mm. that's a that great is one. on my yeah. list as well that was i remember uh, i remember taking a ghost tour on vacation um so, and it was like we had to take like a, a trolley kind of like out through the woods mm-hmm. and uh, it was all you know super uh you know tr- they get trying to keep a, a seriously scary atmosphere and then on the the way back just loosens everybody up ready to to hit the town with werewolves of london good song good I, song i i I, w- I was hoping you were gonna say the monster mash um but i i warren zebon's a much better artist than yeah whoever did the monster mash so. bobby boris pickett <laughs> oh excuse me sorry bobby boris pickett <laughs> Come on, man. BBP, man, the <laughs> king of Halloween. There he is. Okay. Uh, I, 
I may have told this story on a previous episode. I can't remember, but I I do love going to, on ghost tours wherever, whatever new city I'm in. And I took a ghost <laughs> tour in, in Edinburgh, Scotland. And I was so excited because Edinburgh is such an atmospheric and beautiful city with tons of creepy, gory history. I was just and saying, then, and so many folks have died there too. Tons of people have died in Edinburgh. All, all kinds of executions and betrayals and murders and plagues. And so I was really looking forward to it. And there were several different ones in Edinburgh city center, uh, the Royal Mile, which is pretty much empty in the later in the evening. And so uh, my ghost tour guy is like wearing a Dracula costume. He's like a 28 year old guy in a red Dracula costume, which was a bad sign. But <laughs> then he had a, his like roommate was his co-tour guide who would like jump out and scare us at different points in the city. But <laughs> They they were getting in they were getting in some sort of an argument like that like from their personal lives that was carrying over, and they literally would like start shoving each other at points. And half of the group thought this was part of the script, and then the guy was like, <laughs> "I wish you would stick to the script." <laughs> like, and they were like literally physically ready to come to blows. And I kept like looking like I'd see like two blocks away down the street like another ghost tour and they'd all just be like laughing and kind of had a little skip in their step and i had total ghost tour envy and i was hoping we would we would cross paths with them close enough to where i could just kind of melt into the other one that sure. i hadn't paid for but i had to ride it out to the end damn damn is right damn all right moving on to mitch your number four compete with that sure i'll, I'll attempt to my number four is stews just all the stews <laughs> All the hearty fall food that sticks to your ribs. Um, I'm going to, you know, read off a quick list here. You got vegetable stew. That's great. Risotto stew. It's kind of a stew. Beef stew. Barley and beef stew. Ham stew. Chicken noodle stew. Quinoa turkey kale stew. Chickpea turmeric spinach stew. Bread pudding bourbon sauce stew. I mean, there's like all the stews you can just make. Basically, just take your favorite food. Add some extra um, uh, broth or whatever cook it a little longer, add in some extra spices, get some chunky potatoes in there. You got stews and it's great. You just cook them, put them on the stove, put the lid on when you're done with, with uh, scooping one bowl, go back a couple hours later, lid off, you know, the heat's still in there. Steam rises, gives you a little facial, get another bowl of stew. Just keep eating the stew, keeps you alive, um, sticks to your ribs, makes you feel warm inside. Um, great one pot meal, easy leftovers, um, and you know, you know, if you're making a top level stew, obviously you start with a nice bone, you know, you get a bone, a couple potatoes, onions, you got a stew going. Uh, but you know that you've made the best stew in the world is if the next day when it's cold, you take it out, you try a little bit, no, no heat up. If it still tastes good, you know, you did it right the first time. So, um, I, and, and if it doesn't taste good, then time, time to add some more seasoning to that. So, um, I love me some stews, love the stews. So, um, stews, but no, that is absolutely true. But I think stews actually, um, if you've actually, I, I should say this, some stews I make, they get better when they sit. So of if course, it's even better the next day, yeah. yeah. 
you know, I, they, I mean, I, I never contribute much to this show in a culinary sense. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's not I, true. I too live by the golden rule that if it if it doesn't taste good, you didn't do a good job. That is <laughs> that is totally my that thought. Is, no, 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 no. If, if it doesn't taste good cold, you don't have to heat it up. If it tastes good cold. You you know you made it right. Because there's yeah, some Nathan, food. Nathan and I are going to choose to hear that the way we wanted to. So okay, fine, <laughs> fine, fine. If, if you guys want any stew recipes, you let me know. I've got a bunch of stews, a bunch of pages of stews over here just ready to pick <laughs> you, just up like, you just like saying stews. <laughs> stew is not a synonym for fall. You're not getting any points for this. No, stew. But, it, but, but I, oh, don't make me stew in it over here. Come oh, on. Oh, shut up. Come what's, on. What's your fa- what were you telling me your favorite Led Zeppelin song was? Oh, Boogie with Stew. That's right. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, what was the name of the human that gets brought into the house and what we do in the shadows? Oh, yeah, that's right. It's Stu. Oh, right. yeah. So, See, Stu hey, works. Stu works. Stu's great. Um, and um, what's like, uh, you know, uh, another name for like, a, you know what's a great name for, for food news? Stews, you know, stew news. I, I don't know. That's not great. You're All right, right, Mitch, you're getting right, one point for this. <laughs> That's fair. That's Nathan, fair. Nathan, you made me go through some of my favorite uh, music there, so I'm going to give you two points for this round. Uh, good time you, of year. You, you guys don't have any stew questions that, that are just sitting there, just simmering right on the top you want to ask maybe? Um, no, we're not stewing in it. We're moving no. on. Okay. All right. <laughs> Uh, so I think that brings us to Mitchell. We are going yes. to do your number three. Sure. My number three is Gourd Farms. Everyone loves a Gourd Farm. Gourd Farm, I believe, pairs with Nathan, your number one. My number one, which uh, is titled Stealing the Great Pumpkin from the Pumpkin Patch. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Nathan, you, or sorry, Mitchell, you brought up gourds first, so sure. you take the first crack at this. So um, one reason I love, I love Gourd Farms, obviously, uh, this is the place where um, white people's favorite outfit gets to shine. Flannel shirts or white sweaters, jeans, some kind of leather boot, and then like a down vest. Um, this, I mean, this is a classic Americana look. And you can, best place to wear it, best place to rock it is at a gourd farm. Uh, and then at these gourd farms, of course, you have engagement photos in the patch. You could do graduation photos in the patch, family photos in the patch, babies as if they are gourds photos in the patch. Um, you know, it's like an endless amount of delightful, cutesy fall photos you can take at the gourd farm. Also during this season, of course, in fall, because of these gourd farms growing so many things like pumpkins, pumpkin just leaks everywhere in society. Brian already mentioned the pumpkin spice latte. You've got a uh, pumpkin risotto. Mmm. Ooh, pumpkin stew. Ooh, delicious. Oh my gosh. Pumpkin <laughs> cookies, pumpkin muffins, pumpkin cupcakes. Pumpkin cake, pumpkin pie, it's everywhere. This is gourds. This is the work of gourd farms. Um, it's they're really they're a very big part of fall. And then also, what I also love about gourd farms is that, um, of course, they're going to have your your apple cider there. It's going to be hot. It's going to be delicious. Um, you, you sneak a little bit of uh, you know uh, grandpa's uh, uh, cough medicine in there. You know uh, makes the makes the gourd uh, tour a little little better. 
but I love on a gourd farm when they have a haunted hayride that goes out throughout, you know, the, the, the gourd patches. My favorite memory from a haunted gourd uh, hayride, I was in junior high. It was a, um, a youth group outing. So I was there. To, I was going to meet some new kids tonight. You know, I was going to meet you know some girls, not from my school, if you will. Wow. We're on the haunted hayride. We're going through. People are jumping from the gourd patches, scaring us on the hay trailer. And then one guy uh, dressed like, uh, I think it was Freddy Krueger, jumps on the side of the trailer. And then he's about to come up and scare people. He loses his grip. Oh, oh, oh there he goes. <gasps> he falls directly on his back on a rut. And um and breaks his back. <laughs> Is that for real? And 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 the haunted hayride stops as the person driving the tractor has to get off and tend to um let's call him John. John, who's lying on the ground screaming in pain. And uh they call an ambulance and we sit there for 45 minutes listening to John yelp in pain as the tractor driver tries to um soothe him. And the, the ambulance drives out in the field through the ruts, puts him on a stretcher, and takes him away. The person gets back on the tractor and then tries to continue the haunted hayride. <laughs> see, see, this is where having a speaker system and access to Werewolves of London would come in handy. That would... Yes. Yes, absolutely. So instead, we're just sitting there getting real cold on the on the trailer, <laughs> not sure like what like what's appropriate for us to do here. So like, you know, we just we return to some quiet flirting, like that kind of stuff. But um, man, that what a spooky night! That was terrifying, for real. So, um. <laughs> all right, well, Gord Farms, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> just like uh, this season, they can they can take a turn real quick. Yep, yep. Or right, Nathan, you need to defend your pumpkin patchedness. Well, uh, just to add on to the many wonderful. Uh, Gourd Farm pumpkin patch things Mitch mentioned. Uh, there's one in central Illinois, not far from where my sister and her family live. And we went last fall and they had, I mean, they had absolutely everything there. It was massive. They had the corn maze, uh, which was super fun to compete, uh, complete. And then we also, ha- they have a ballistics range. Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> the, yeah. the air cannons you shoot produce out of. Oh, and my- okay. Thank God. <laughs> <laughs> My, this is a gun range. Mitch, Mitch no, just went on just, a roller coaster. <laughs> I did. They're these air cannons. They're like six feet long, and you you pay, and you get like a bucket of apples, and you get you shoot at cars that are like fifty or hundred yards away or whatever. And my the first one in my family to uh, hit the target was my then three year old niece Allison, and I have a video of that. It was the the best moment of fall season last year was seeing little Allison just nailing that old uh, Buick from uh, 1982 out there in the in the pumpkin patch with uh, with some uh, rotten apples. Pretty awesome. Wow. Uh, but then, so I mentioned here, uh, stealing the great pumpkin from the pumpkin patch. First of all, a little shout out to my favorite Halloween special uh, uh, with Charlie Brown and Linus waiting for the great pumpkin to rise out of the pumpkin patch. That's a tradition I always observe but then stealing the great pumpkin from the pumpkin patch is actually a story from my father's youth and it goes like this <laughs> there was a, a high school teacher who was also a neighbor uh when i say neighbor i mean he lived probably three or four miles away from my grandparents farm on his farm and he was uh he was in charge of some uh society that like i don't know if it was the ffa or some equivalent 
some sort of a club and the fundraiser they would do was uh he would grow the largest pumpkin or he would he grew pumpkins that like you know tried to grow the largest ones he could he was a smart dude so he knew the science behind it i don't but then the <laughs> largest one he would take and he would put on uh this stump that was in the middle of his yard and then halloween night uh, the members of the club, the organization, would be patrolling the grounds of the house, and everybody was invited to come out and covertly try to break into his yard and steal the great pumpkin. And if you got caught by Mr. Lowry or any of the students, you had to donate like a dollar to the organization. This was their fundraiser. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, if you got caught, I think then you you got taken inside the house where Mrs. Lowry would serve you some hot chocolate. Oh, so yeah. Uh, but anyways, my dad was a freshman in college. Uh, he went to college like maybe 30 miles away from where this took place. And so they got a bunch of guys and they got a, a flatbed truck and my dad laid down in the back of it and they went like he was covered with blankets. And so they drove up to Mr. Lowry's farm and they, they called some people over and Mr. Lowry included, and we're like, hey, we're we're trying to find George Hennenfen's house. We were going over there for a Halloween party or whatever. And so they're trying to, you know, there's no GPS. This is back in the 70s. And they're trying to explain what country roads they need to, to get to. And like, this one's going to be gravel. Then you're going to have to turn right at the <laughs> shed that's falling over. And that sort of ends. So whoever's driving kept playing dumb. is like, wait, so then I... So then I head south, southeast and head 40 paces to the and just so they draw it out as long as they can. So more and more people come over. And then my dad and some other guys sneak out the back of the truck, run over, get the great pumpkin, jump back in, drive away. And they were the only people in the history of this tradition that ever stole the great pumpkin. Wow. wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Holy crap. That's incredible. What a clever scheme. Yeah, this is this is one that. No high school teacher would ever get away with implementing now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Encouraging covert operations uh, out in the middle of the night, in the middle of the country with reckless teenagers. Uh, I don't think so. As I say, and I say often, ah, the 70s. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what a different time. Holy uh, cow, that was a, uh, a roller coaster of a story. And Mitch, I don't think you can compete with that. I mean, stealing stealing the great pumpkin from the pumpkin patch, I think, is is worthy yeah. of the full Uber stare down. Three points. I get it. Uh, goes to you, Nathan. So that was Nathan's number one. That was Mitchell's number three. So let's hear Nathan's number three. Uh, my number three gathering season tradition is uh, busting out the yield time fall wardrobe. against Mitchell's number one. So you're both going after your number ones today. So Mitch, what is your number one on your list here? My number one is, um, I call them <clears throat> just quite simply, your cozies. It's it's the cozies, the cozies you're wearing. Your sweaters, your slippers, and your sweaties. Um, <laughs> and of course, when the fall comes, it gets a little chillier. You know, you finally get to do, it, do away with the AC. Um, you stop sweating, thank God. Um, and that's when I reach uh, for 
my slippers, and that's got to be a Minnetonka moccasin. High quality slippers. They come in many different styles. My favorite uh, is is a classic. Um, uh, is their classic moccasin style? You know, kind of like a, a tan, uh, like a deer hide, if you will. Beautiful slipper, great construction. Never had a hole in them. Um, I've actually had three pairs. Uh, they last and last and last. Um, they're wonderful. And then, of course, your sweaties, which, of course, you know, sweatpants. Um, shout out to Bombas. They make a great pair of sweatpants. A little more expensive, but the most comfortable pair I've ever had. Um, I also own a Lucky Brand pair of sweaties, which inside the, uh, the you know, like the flap where the zipper would be, it says Lucky You or something. It's like a little, ooh, it's a little dangerous. A little, <laughs> keeping alive a little fall sexuality, you know, uh, like that. And then, uh, of course, you know, you can go classic champion brand sweaties. Those, those work well, too. But in general, I'm going to suggest a taper for the sweat for the sweatpants um and it's nice to have something um like a like a um not a collar but a cuff at the bottom of course helps keep keeps your socks up too you gotta have some wool socks on something nice and warm uh but something that uh you know uh keeps keeps your feet dry as well and then of course sweaters you guys know i love sweaters um fell in love with sweaters in college so many great sweaters um i've had over the years um I'm just going to run through a couple. Actually, I have one on right now. And this is a sweatshirt, really, just a classic black sweatshirt here. This is my current favorite house sweater. Um, this is a, uh, I think, Eddie Bauer. No, sorry, Chaps. Chaps brand. Um, this used to be my mother's sweater, actually. I stole it from her closet. <laughs> Great house sweater. Um, I have a Hooch Crew neck sweatshirt. Um, one of my favorites is a 70s era. It's like a brown, yellow, orange, Arctic cat snowmobiling sweater fucking dope um the, the zipper the zipper's broken but like it's just it's great for fall um of course the lebowski sweater you guys know that one that one's that one's a, a wonderful item um this is why i love fall because you can throw a sweater on and you can go outside of course it's and and go inside outside it's very versatile um I have an 80s like yachting uh, sweater that uh, is great. Um, can go with uh, some of your more daring uh, pants in the fall too if you want to get a little snazzy. Um, and then uh, also my my new favorite uh, sweater for the season, it's a reindeer sweater. And it's it's just Christmassy enough, but it's not too Christmassy, so I can wear it um, in no, in October and November and no one's going to um, call me out for, for being a, uh, a, 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 a Christmophile, if you will. Um, so I, there's nothing better Saturday morning, Wednesday night, Sunday afternoon, getting on the comfy, warm clothes, snuggling up underneath a blanket, putting on reruns of the West Wing or, uh, or watching what we do with the shadows. Oh, the West Wing? <laughs> so fall. It fall. Nothing about some Sorkin dialogue and some yeah. Martin Sheen to get the fall rolling. Yeah, baby, when the presidency had gravitas, man. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so I just, I love the cozies. Love the cozies. Um, big fan. And also I like too, because in fall, especially, of course, the Midwest, you know, you, you wear bigger clothing. So like, you know, maybe your summer beach bod is uh, turning into like a, you know, a, a fall, a fall lump a little bit. That's OK, because the cozies cover it. And it's still like if you've ever seen a great sweater in fall on a man or woman, it's like it can still be a sexy thing. You know, it can still be like, ooh, that's a great sweater, you know. Um, so th there it is. My, my long ramble is finally over. Thank you for listening. Thank God. Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Why have you chosen the fall wardrobe? Uh, well, my fall wardrobe, it was sort of something I, 
adopted when I was about 18, 19, and it's pretty much stayed the same ever since. It's sort of my, uh, some music that reminds me of the fall season uh, as a youth with uh, homecoming football games and, you know, the back to school when with school when I wasn't tired of it yet for the year. Uh, my favorite part of my childhood, but my childhood musical heroes that remind me of my small town happen to have great fall looks that I love, which is the simple blue jeans and then your dirty old T-shirt and your flannel. <laughs> This is my Kurt Cobain, Eddie Vedder, Neil Young look. Uh, so just strumming my guitar, looking like a, a grunge icon. This is how I've done it since, uh, yeah, about 2006. And it's never going to change. If I haven't changed at this point, I'm going to ride it out. And I have to be honest, my other big change I do make uh, when I'm not wearing the flannel is pretty much all summer. I'm wearing just T-shirts, like a lot of rock and roll T-shirts, a lot of novelty t-shirts, just like my t-shirts. But then, mm -hmm. in the fall, instead, I'll wear that same t-shirt, but with a long sleeve t-shirt <laughs> underneath it. Oh. The, the sleeves oh. under sleeves look. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah which I think, I think, really, it's, it has a, a slimming effect. It makes you look a little bit taller. Uh, it makes you look a little bit more robust in the biceps. Uh, it's really, really, you can cover up a, a lot of uh, things you may have been trying to work on over the summer, but you didn't quite achieve those goals. Just put on that long sleeve T-shirt under the regular T-shirt. It's, uh, well, it's worked for me for decades. So <laughs> I, li I like I was, that. And also the other big thing I like, oh, go ahead, Mitch. I, I was going to ask, what, what does it mean when you wear a dirty old T-shirt in the summer? But uh, I think you kind of answered that perhaps, but. It means I'm a lazy man who doesn't do a lot of laundry. Um, <laughs> the, the other big uh, change I like, and Mitch was talking about this a lot, but I really love switching to flannel pajamas uh, instead of sleeping in my basketball shorts. I sleep so much better when, the, <laughs> when I'm in the flannel pajamas. Uh, I sleep so much better. I get a good night's sleep in the fall better than any time of year. And, uh, you know, there's nothing worse than sleeping in warm temperatures. I don't know about you. I can't do it. I love to sleep in a nice cold room. I'd rather sleep yeah. super cold than under the blankets. Oh, yeah. And maybe, you know, I'll fall asleep in my bathrobe a lot on accident because it's just so big and comfy. <laughs> it's like it's like a, a gigantic uh, snowman is giving me a hug, like the the abominable snowman at the end of uh, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer when he when he, mm -hmm. he converts and he's a good guy. Almost he's just bounce. giving you. Yeah, or like that uh, that hug uh, gif that's in a lot of messenger apps, which I think is from Monsters, Inc. It's like that, but all night long in that big, big bathrobe I've got. So the, the nightwear when you're when you're not even leaving the house is also super important. What brand of flannel nightshirt uh, do you recommend? You know, I have no idea. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm curious, these flannel pajamas, are they, is this a top and a bottom? Is this a onesie? Is this a, are these like shorts with a, with a flannel tee? Or is this, or is this something like, I mean, is this, do you look like you're out of the forties and it's long sleeve top uh, pants I, bottom? It, it depends. I do have a lot of the matching uh, flannel, same pattern, top and bottom. And then I have some others that are more like a light sweatshirt top with a separate one. See, my... My mom, for my entire life, has gotten uh, everybody in our family new flannel pajamas or close approximations thereof on Christmas Eve. So mm. I have a drawer full of flannel pajamas. I will never run out. I Got could it. 
I could have one for every day of the month of October, then just take them all and do one big mass load of laundry. And then I'm good for November and then right yeah. through again to December. Wow. I, I had no idea you had a whole drawer of just flannel pajamas. That's, I do. This that's is kind a, of delightful. Wow. <laughs> no, this is a true well, fact about myself. We are really wow. lifting the curtain tonight, boys. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I, you know, Nathan, after after uh, 15 years, I finally feel like I know you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Time to score up this Uber uh, stare down. Um, Mitch, you, you're playing to my strengths here. You know how much I love the sweaties. You know how much I uh-huh. love this. I need to bring up Bombas, and I've been to their website, and I can't afford the Bombas, so that's going to take you down a little bit here. So let's go over to Nathan. Nathan, you hit the nail on the head. You know that I firmly believe that everywhere on the planet, room inside or outside should be between 58 and 62 degrees at all times. So (laughs) summer is terrible. It is stupid and it's indefensible at how hot it gets when you need to sleep. So sleeping in the cold with your comfy jammies will win you this Uber stare down. Two in a row for you, Nathan. Oh my God. I can't believe I beat Mitch on a wardrobe related (laughs) stare down. My God. Uh, did, let's end Brian, the show right now. Brian, <laughs> I showed you a Chaps by Ralph Lauren sweater in the frame. How does that not come on? Because, like Nathan, I have no idea what brand any of my clothes are. <laughs> oh, my gosh. It was it was familial. It was my mother's. Like, well, what, it, don't I get any points for that? For, that for tradition? You stole. You oh are a God. thief. Why don't you go put it in a stew or something? <laughs> All right. Oh, Wow. All right, Nathan, you just you're winning all the points here, so I think we got to go back to Mitchell to hear his number two, his finale here. This is I'm just like I'm I'm this I'm I'm gonna go all out on this one, okay? You guys you guys are gonna regret this because you're you're gonna your your hair is gonna be blown back by how strong this one is. Um, (laughs) All right, well, my number two um, is. uh, are you ready for some football? <laughs> Number one party with Dan and Pat and everyone to do do do. Football is back, baby. Woo! Thursday night. You eat dinner, settle into a game, watch it till 10:30. Friday comes. It's Friday. It's Friday. Everyone who loves Friday. And then Saturday. Here's Saturday. EPL is back. College football is back. NFL is back. You wake up 6.30 a.m. Saturday morning. You're down at the pub. You're drinking pints. You're yelling at the TV. You're watching all the way through until like noon to one based on the games. Then you go straight to college football. You're watching 19 and 20-year-olds give each other concussions all the way till 10.30 at night. The fun does not stop. You meet new bros. You make a ton of friends. You try a bunch of beers. It's super delicious. Sunday comes. You wake up early again. More English Premier League matches. Then you go to the grocery store, you get your fixings for some, uh, you know, some spicy chili, perhaps, maybe some nachos. And of course, when you're making chilies or nachos, reach for Bush's Southwest Beans, because they are perfect (laughs) in a family recipe chili or right on top of those crispy chips with a melted cheese. Bush's Southwest Baked Beans, where the meal starts and the party continues. Okay, and then of course... On Sunday, then, you know, you watch your EPL, you get to the NFL football, the crown jewel of the football. You're watching, if you're in the Midwest, from noon until 1030 at night. Your eyes will bleed and eat and cry football. You are so lucky to live in this country. The one break you get, 
6.30 to 7.30 to shit and wash yourself and then you're back to more football because Sunday night on NBC is here, baby. And then, of course, oh, the work week. Oh, you got, oh, Monday. But guess what? Monday Night Football. Woo! On the Disney Family Channels is there, or Family of Channels, I should say. Not the Disney Family Channel. Uh, Monday Night Football is back. The greatest tradition in American sports history. And before Monday Night Football, hey, you got the 2 p.m. English Premier League match, Monday match of the week. Boom, that's that, That's more football you get to watch. You get to skip out of work right there. And then also, Wednesday, oh, you got a midweek English Premier League match to watch. Also, maybe some Champions League. Who knows? Football is back. You don't have to do anything anymore except for watch football. All you got to do is figure out what to do with Tuesday and Friday. So Tuesday is really tough, but Friday, you know, is fun. You know, woo, TGIF, right? And so football is back. Woo, number one, football. Yes, football. I've got to say I'm so glad you included uh, the Premier League in here coming back. Yeah, yeah. I I think because, Mitch, you and I have watched so many Premier League matches together over over a decade going now. Yep. And it's I'm so glad that we both developed a, the mutual obsession with that because I remember like first week of freshman year when you and I just met and moved in together as roommates and one of the first things I remember you saying was like yeah I'm great and Saturday mornings we'll we'll get up and we'll have some some rolling rock and watch college football all day and I was like oh yeah great <laughs> <laughs> and yeah um also I have to take a little bit of offense uh, that you mentioned, I, I haven't watched fo- American football in a long time, but I definitely watched it back in the '90s. And you, you took the the 6:30 to 7:30 hour on Sunday night, and you forgot about the most important part of my childhood, which was 7 p.m. Sunday night. The new episode of The Simpsons was on. Sorry, yes, yes, <laughs> but you know, uh, the, the the Simpsons of old. Yes, this is if this is Sunday night in two thousand or you know late nineties. Yes, you're right. I, I do apologize. I'm sorry for that. Um, for that uh, over for that uh, error. I'll, I will call it an error. I'm big enough to call it an error. I'm sorry. Um, but wow. uh, you know, are you ready for some football? <laughs> Hold on, guys, one second. He's getting his football for you listeners. <laughs> I even got a football right here. Look at this. Look at this. Boom. This, this bit that plays so well over audio. <laughs> is being for those, of you, by for those of you watching at home, I have I have a grip on the football exactly like Tom Brady. Woo, the goat. Here we go. Um, but yeah, so I mean, obviously, you know, football looks a little different this year, but this is just, you know, this is to talk about all the years previous as well. So um you know, yeah, college football isn't that great. I, I I, mean, you know, to some people, to some people. But when you're out and you're watching things, you can always you can always uh, take a shot at making a new friend. Right. So that's nice. Did Did either of you uh, did either of you go to a lot of high school football games on Friday nights when you were in high school? Uh. Yeah, every not, now and not again. Not particular. I was there to f- to film them for, from the booth. <laughs> oh. That's what I was there for yeah. to film the I, sports ball. That was it. Was probably <laughs> one of my favorite things. I mean, I'm not really a, a football fan. Never was huge into it, but it, it was super fun in a, my small little town. It was one of my favorite things about growing up. There was going to the football games on Friday nights because literally everybody was there. Yeah, was, I mean, you could fit the entire population of my town 
in and around the football state with the bleachers we had probably had a maximum capacity of about 200 people so like most people were just lined up around the fence along the side of it yeah and uh then you know whatever school we were playing i'd get to like try and muster up the courage to, to go oh i can go talk to some of those girls from uh, elmwood or wherever and uh mm-hmm. it, it went well like maybe one time but the anticipation <laughs> all week was fantastic and then wow. when, we, when i was even younger when we would go when i was like in between like i don't know fourth and fifth grade around that you would go like behind the bleachers you wouldn't watch the game and you would play no. touch football that then just turned into an absolute bloodbath. <laughs> just, yeah. Oftentimes you would forget there was even a ball involved. It was just people just spearing each other. Coming, just, <laughs> you, you'd get up, you'd wipe the dirt off your face, and then somebody would just take you out from behind. Uh, I don't know how there were not multiple serious injuries. but That's when you turn around to the plethora of ladies and be like, this is what man stuff is. Love <laughs> you. Oh man! You know, if, if if I lived in that town during football games, I would just um I would like sneak out and go to the to the local Minnetonka moccasin uh, outlet there in town and just steal all the slippers. <laughs> you know, <laughs> no one's there. You know, get all, all right. you can. So Mitch uh, is not playing to the host this week at all. It feels like he's going with a completely new strategy. <laughs> what? He's talking football, about, baby. He's talking about the thing that matters the least in my life at all. So Nathan. Without without Chicago Bears football, the Chicago Sun Times would not be in business. That's a hot take. <laughs> wow! Pick right. it up, pick it up if you want, but that is that is burning hot. Your fingers, you will lose your fingerprints immediately. All right, Nathan, you do not have an uphill battle here. As long as you mention something <laughs> cool, you will Dang win. It, come on. <laughs> what uh, do you got here for your number? Two? Oh, my number two is the seamless transition. From regular depression into pumpkin spiced seasonal depression. <laughs> we are talking. Just, just wear it like a blanket. Oh yes, good old depression. Mm. So I think it's particularly uh, prevalent this year since everybody has been depressed all year for a variety of reasons, and now it's like people are Wait, trying why? to trying to feign excitement about oh the, the days are getting shorter this is this is good the, t- the temperatures are, are dropping i'll comfort myself with some pumpkin spice whatever this may be yeah <laughs> and uh, <laughs> put the goddamn football down man <laughs> sorry i'm done sorry sorry mom sorry dad sorry i'll eat my green beans i'm sorry okay i'll sit down yeah and I think I think it's I love the resiliency of the human spirit this time of year because everything is dying. That's what we're celebrating is everything is dying. Halloween is about death. The whole harvest season is about death. The leaves falling and changing color is because they're dying. And and January's coming. And here in Chicago, January and February are brutal. We're obviously going to have a polar vortex. But everybody's just like, yes, fall. It's the best. We're slowly descending into darkness, but everybody celebrates it with the absolute utmost. So even though things are getting worse and worse and worse, we don't care. (laughs) We embrace the chaos and the pain. We laugh in the face of death. We literally wear masks. We pretend to be dead people. He has spoken. So, uh, <laughs> That's I, true. So I, I are you I referring love... to Mick Jagger here? What's going on? Um... Mick Jagger will never Ooh. die. Take oh, that sorry. Back. <laughs> okay, sorry. Okay, whoops. <laughs> and yeah, so that's my favorite thing about fall is I don't know how it got twisted into 
becoming such a fun, cozy time of year. But I think it's it's probably just a subconscious existential rejection of uh, our mortality on a very philosophical level. And so, yeah, uh, winter's brutal and it's coming, but every, it's like it's like you're uh, it's like we're on a roller coaster ride. But there's no up part after the initial drop, so we're just having <laughs> we're having that fun on that first big drop down. There's going to be no uh, side winding zero g turns coming up, at least not until next summer. But we're we're going to scream as loud as we can and have a great time for the five seconds of fall bliss. Fall there you go. Bliss. Oh, it's just I just I mean, you know, what do you do in winter? You watch football. I'm sorry. It always comes back to football. It revolves around the football. There are so many better things you could be doing with your time than watching people get CTE for a season. So what I am going to say here is because Nathan brought up the polar vortex, which is truly the only days out of a year that I don't sweat I have to give you the full three points here. So pro polar vortex, pro fall depression is going to win over this. So you will get three points, Nathan. Mitch, you'll get one. Uh, also, Brian, can I just say, you don't just get CTE for a season. It's forever. Okay, I don't know if you knew that or not. But <laughs> no, wow. but it starts okay. in the seasons that you watch. So oh, okay. you're contributing okay. to the problem. I just want you to uh, know uh, that. Uh, also, we, after you harvest all your food at the end of the season, then you get to spend winter like making jams and like preserving the food. And then you got, don't you you got dare a full stocked cellar. <laughs> <laughs> and a great thing to make with all that salted meat you put in the cellar. I mean... Take a bone that you put in the freezer, man. Eh, you got a stew going. So, um, <laughs> all right, tallying up this game, Mitch, 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 man, you only got five points today. So, wow, uh, this, <laughs> this is, is clear. Clearly, the clearly the fix is in. Brian, you should apply to to be an NBA referee because this is horseshit. <laughs> <laughs> and Nathan, in in gameplay, wow. you have earned fourteen points. Mm. Plus, early on, you've said. Wow. Autumn, fall, equinox, and harvest, giving you the extra two points at the end, bringing I, your total to 16. No, I just said harvest no, just no. now. He said more of them than you, so he gets oh. more of the point. You did not say equinox. So oh my you missed Indian summer and the reaping. Both of you missed. So, Nathan, you will finish with 16 points today to Mitch's, wow. uh, dare I say, pathetic five. That's, <laughs> wow. Wow. That's, wow this, it, it's, like I'm, it's like I'm the Miami Heat, who's like an underdog upstart, who's like a team. And like we play our game. We don't like bow down and like just like are play you, to are the you, host. Are you calling me You're the LeBron Los Angeles James. Lakers? You are the Los Angeles Lakers, Nathan. <laughs> this is, yeah. you, have, you have gone too far. Yes. Guys, guys. Cut, guys, his, yeah. cut his mic. You are you are your favorite version of the Los Angeles Los Angeles Lakers, one that starts Dwight Howard. <laughs> <laughs> now that Boom. now that is a terrifying Halloween <laughs> image. Boom. All right. And uh, we can't go away today without listening to the opposite of said argument today with my fast five top five fall traditions to avoid with all your might. Number if football five. is on this list, I'll be so pissed. I just want to say You'll that. like this. Just, Number five, okay. the World Series. It's boring. <laughs> Baseball is ocular, ambient, and you have better things to do. Moving on. Number four, candy corn. It's not candy. 
or corn. It is taste bud hellscape of a decoration masquerading as something edible. Do yourself a favor, take this shit to the nearest trash can or make the Facebook friends you have recently deleted to solidify the ending of your communication. Trust me, they will get the message. <laughs> Number three, Black Friday. There has never been a Walmart TV worth dying for, unless this year's ad showcases a 90-inch levitating 8K OLED display that comes preloaded with Tenet and Top Gun Maverick for $99, just stay home. We don't need Daddy explaining to little Timmy and Josephine that, while tragic, Mommy died trying to make Daddy's man cave fucking elite. All right. <laughs> Number two, the autumn equinox sacrifice. It's messy and they never cook the virgin right. right. (laughs) And the number one fall tradition to avoid with all your might is the one where transformations occur. Things get put in mouths and then all the sucking starts and people just aren't themselves. And I'm not talking about vampires or sexual favors. I'm talking about number one, the Starbucks line. The second this fall menu hits, the suburban whites are awoken. Hypocrites. (laughs) Hypocrites who have called Starbucks a waste of money all year rise up from the ground to get a pump of nutmeg and cinnamon in their morning joe. With each sip, more leggings and Uggs appear, asking for extra caramel drizzle, inciting a recession-inducing sugar crash that can only be cured by a trip to Target's holiday aisle. And all you wanted was a blonde roast with some banana bread. But you've been good this week. You deserve it. But your favorites are gone. They can't keep up with the pumpkin spice. The bags under the eyes of the baristas remind you of the undead. And then it subsides. You think it's ended, but then... Oh, God. The Starbucks truck backs up, delivering all of the peppermint mocha, and it starts over again! Holy shit! That is this week's Uber Cinco. <laughs> from the well-hidden pumpkin patches of old Irving Park has been... Nathan Hennenfett. And from deep inside Sopico's underutilized corn maze has been... Mitch Brinkman. And I have been Brian Ernst, and as Bizbear always says, till your fields for a healthy harvest. Auf Wiedersehen and adios. You've just listened to Uber Cinco, a production of UBK Studios. Subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your fine podcasts from. If you like what you hear and want to support the show, please visit our Patreon site at patreon.com slash UBK Studios. Every little bit helps us keep the lights on and the bill collectors at bay. Keep tabs on us on all the social media at UBK Studios, and most importantly, subscribe to our YouTube channel so you can see that we really are just a bunch of good Midwestern boys. Yeah.